You're listening to Comedy Central. February 21st, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight are the creators of Comedy Central's hit new show called The Other Two. Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider are joining us, everybody. It's a really, really fun show that's getting great reviews. We're gonna be chatting about that. Also on the show, Google is secretly listening to you. The series finale of Jesse Smollett and Roy Wood Jr. is back with another CP time. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. First up, some breaking news about something that, thank God, didn't happen. A U.S. Coast Guard lieutenant is under arrest tonight. Investigators say he was planning a major attack on innocent civilians and that he had a hit list of prominent names. According to the FBI, Hassan stockpiled these weapons, including 1,000 bullets, handguns, and assault rifles. Investigators say they found this hit list on Hassan's computer, containing names of prominent Democrats, as well as a number of 2020 Democratic candidates. The list also containing the names of several journalists from CNN and MSNBC. Roughly a month before his arrest, Hassan Googled topics including, are Supreme Court justices protected? Where do most senators live in D.C.? And civil war if Trump impeached. Holy shit. <laughs> This is one of the scariest stories of 2019. And it's a reminder that this current political climate is going to drive people to do crazy things. Crazy people, but still, they're gonna do crazy things. It's also a reminder that your search history will screw you over every time. <laughs> yeah, that's why when I search something embarrassing, I make sure to throw them off the trail, you know? I'll be like, where can my friend buy male spanks? <laughs> that's how I do it. I'll be like, oh, weird poop, not mine, though. <laughs> Honestly, I think the internet has just made killers soft, you know? Jack the Ripper didn't have Google. No, he had to go to the knife store and talk to a person. He'd be like, what do you recommend to cut up a prostitute-sized deer? <laughs> Moving on. Climate change. For two years, Americans have been begging President Trump and his administration to take it seriously. Just take climate change seriously. And yesterday, the White House finally announced that it will create a special panel to do the opposites. A climate change skeptic will lead a White House panel to examine climate change. The Washington Post reports the proposed commission will be led by this man, William Happer. He's on the National Security Council, and he believes that carbon emissions linked to climate change should be viewed as an asset rather than a pollutant. And that's not all. Listen to this. The demonization of carbon dioxide is just like the demonization of the poor Jews under Hitler. Carbon dioxide is a, actually a benefit to the world, and so were the Jews. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Trump is trolling us, right? This can't be real. How is this guy on Earth, much less leading a White House climate change panel? He just said that going after climate dioxide is the same 
as Hitler going after the Jews. And he said it with a straight face. At least I think it was a straight face. It's hard to tell since... <laughs> no, his face looks like he removed his own skin and then tried to put it back on really quickly. I don't even know what's going on there. Like, only the Trump administration would find a guy who is pro-carbon dioxide to lead a climate change panel. Like, who else is on this panel? A, a farting cow and an actual oil spill? Get the <laughs> out of here, man. <laughs> Moving on to some technology news. If you are tired of your old phone and also of having money, Samsung has some good news for you. Samsung looking to take on Apple by unveiling a new lineup of Galaxy smartphones. The South Korean electronics giant says the Galaxy Fold will sell for $1,980 when it's released April 26th. The device looks like a regular smartphone, but then opens to reveal a 7.3-inch display. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I am excited about this. Yeah, because you realize now we can finally be dramatic when we're hanging up on people, yeah? <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, go to hell, bam! <laughs> That's how it used to be with landlines. You kids don't remember, but that was the greatest thing about old phones. You remember that? You remember that? You end a call with somebody and you could shit on them, be like, screw you, bang, 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 bang. The person could feel it in the air, ah! My ears, my ears. Today's phones don't have the same satisfaction. You're more worried about the phone being hurt. Screw you! Eh. It's amazing. Although, I do think tech companies need to decide if they want phones to be big or small, right? Because remember, the first mobile phones were giant, right? And then they got smaller, and then they got smaller, and then they were, like, super thin, and then they were like, no, now we need to go bigger and bigger, and then now it's a tablet, and now it unfolds into a bigger tablet, <laughs> and now, like, next thing you know, people are just gonna be walking around with TVs <laughs> as the new phone. And then it's gonna swing back the other way, and phones are gonna get so tiny, it's just gonna, like, be a little tiny thing, you'll swallow it by mistake. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, oh, and then your phone will ring, and you'll be like, hello, hello. <laughs> oh, and still in the world of technology, uh, we're learning about technology that's coming soon, and now we're gonna learn about some technology that we didn't know we already had. Some other news hitting home tonight involving Google's Nest Secure Home Security System. Turns out it has a hidden microphone, which can be used to access other Google devices, but Google never told anyone about it. The company tells Business Insider the mic was never intended to be a secret and should have been disclosed. You know, tech companies have gotten really good at making sincere apologies for shit they knew was sinister when they did it. In hindsight, our policy of stealing your DNA to make sex clones for Saudi sheiks <laughs> should have been disclosed earlier. We... we really should have told you, yeah. I wish I had done this every time I got caught shoplifting as a kid. Just be like, mister, I recognize now that I shouldn't have had this candy in my pocket without paying. And going forward, we vow to give more attention to this issue. Oh, these chips, I recognize now that... <laughs> it's such bullshit. They know what they're doing. And what's crazy about all of this is the only reason tech companies are spying on us is just to get better at advertising to us. That's the only reason they've been doing it. But somehow, the advertising isn't improving at all. I don't know about you, but I'm always seeing ads for stuff that I don't need, right? I'll see ads on my Instagram for a lawnmower. I live in New York City, all right? <laughs> Oh, I'll see an ad for, like, a baby stroller. I don't need that. I'm a big boy, right? <laughs> the worst, the worst for me is I always get these ads for penis enlargement creams, and I don't need that, okay? I need a vagina shrinking cream. Why am I the one with the problem? Why am I? It's the motion of the ocean. Don't blame my tiny boat. All right, let's move on to today's top story.
Jussie Smollett. <laughs> a month ago, few people knew who he was. If you heard Jussie Smollett, you were either talking to a huge fan of the show Empire, or you overheard a drunk guy trying to order an omelet. <laughs> what will you be having, sir? Jussie Smollett with extra ham. <laughs> but now, the whole world knows Jussie's name, and it's for all the wrong reasons. Empire actor Jesse Smollett is in police custody after turning himself in overnight. He is accused of faking a hate crime after his story of being attacked by racists fell to pieces. Smollett has been charged with disorderly conduct for filing a false police report, which is a felony in the state of Illinois. Police say Smollett planned this attack because he was allegedly upset by how much he was being paid by the show Empire. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this dude may have faked a hate crime just to get a raise? I don't understand, what, like, what's the logic there? You get your ass beat, and then you go to your boss and be like, hey, can I get another million dollars? I need to buy some Band-Aids. What, what was the thinking? <laughs> That's not a good way to get a raise, people. I mean, call me old-fashioned, but whatever happened to just going into your boss's office and blackmailing him with nudes, okay? <laughs> this is such a petty reason to pull off such a major crime. Imagine if we found out the reason Tupac faked his own death was just to get out of a blockbuster late fee. That would be insane. <laughs> we know that didn't happen. What really happened was Tupac was murdered by Blockbuster because he didn't return Forrest Gump. <laughs> Those guys didn't mess around. <laughs> so, Chicago police have put together a story of what they believe really happened. And they're confident uh, enough to charge Smollett. And the reason they're confident enough to charge him is because it looks like Jussie and the brothers who reportedly faked the attack with him left no shortage of incriminating evidence. Police say they tracked these two brothers down via the rideshare uh, car service that they used. We know that the police have the cell phones of the young men. There were conversations between Smollett and these two Nigerian Americans an hour before the attack, an hour after the attack, and when they traveled to Nigeria. Police say Smollett paid the brothers a total of $3,500 via check and then promised a $500 follow-up. They're saying he paid his accomplices with a check. <laughs> what, did he also write fake hate crime in the memo? <laughs> Even amateurs know, if you commit a crime, you go all cash, people, no paper trail. You've never seen a movie where the bad guys are like, I need you to get rid of someone for me. Now, who do I make this check out to? <laughs> is, is that Knuckles with a K? Ah, oh, crap, I gotta start again. I keep writing 2018 on all my murder checks. Ah! So if he did do this, <laughs> Smollett did a horrible job with this fake crime. In fact, the Chicago police also claimed today that Smollett wanted his hate crime to be caught on camera, but it turns out that didn't go right either. Police say they went over security video from dozens of pod cameras, but the staged attack itself was never captured by a rotating security camera. I believe that Mr. Smollett wanted it on camera, but unfortunately, that particular camera wasn't pointed in that direction. You've got to be shitting me. He wanted to be caught, but he didn't get caught on camera because he didn't know which way the camera was pointing. You're an actor. That's your only job! Your only job! How do you not know? Now I'm starting to think that Jussie was probably on the set of Empire, like, what do you mean my father doesn't... Oh, sorry, sorry, where is it? What do you mean? Don't you tell me about Cookie! I think we got this. Can I get a raise? Can I get a raise now? 
So Jesse is potentially going to prison for a while. And in his wake, he has screwed over everyone. Think about it. Members of the gay community are emotionally terrorized over something that turned out to be a hoax. Trump supporters are upset about being falsely accused. And Democrat candidates, Democratic candidates are tying themselves into knots trying to walk back their initial statements, calling this a modern-day lynching. Nobody won in this thing. I mean, the only winner here, really, is, is Subway. Yeah. <laughs> no, because before this story, I didn't know that they were open at 2 a.m. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know that. <laughs> the point is, nobody won. But there is a silver lining. When this started out, it was a story about people who hated Jesse Smollett because he was black and gay. But now, people hate him because he's an asshole. <laughs> In other words, they're judging him on the content of his character <laughs> and not the color of his skin. And that, my friends, is progress. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Show. It's February, which means it's Black History Month. And we're celebrating all month with Roy Wood Jr. and CP Time. Welcome to CP Time, the only show that's for the culture. Today, we'll discuss betrayal, Brutus and Caesar, Tupac and Suge Knight, and most memorably, the Verizon guy going to spread. Betrayal is a subject black Americans are familiar with. For centuries, America's enemies have tried to recruit us against our own country in times of war. It's a devious tactic. Much like how Pierre turned my wife against me by telling her stories of my infidelity. <laughs> Plus, Pierre had those lower pelvic muscles that go right to the action zone. I never stood a chance. Hater. Turning black Americans against America is as old as America itself. During the revolution, the British told American slaves that if they fought for the empire, they could have freedom and land after the war. And when you're a slave, those are the most valuable offers you can get. It goes freedom, land, and Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. <laughs> this coupon is from 1983 and it's still good. <laughs> the first British official to make this offer was the governor of Virginia, Lord Dunmore. His concept of freeing slaves was radical. But then again, Dunmore had a lot of radical ideas, like wearing knee-high Argyle socks. Look at that man. He's out there in 1775 looking like Andre 3000. <laughs> Even after slavery ended, America's enemies kept trying to recruit black folk. During World War I, the Germans wrote propaganda letters to black soldiers trying to persuade them to leave America and fight for Germany. Here's what they wrote. Do you enjoy the same rights as the white people do in America? Or aren't you rather treated over there as second-class citizens? <laughs> Bet you didn't know I spoke fluent German. <laughs> but the Germans couldn't convince black people to go to Germany which is probably for the best. Black people would not have done well under Hitler because we couldn't have helped ourselves from roasting his ass. I mean, look at him. Look who hit a third of puberty. <laughs> I didn't know you could get a Brazilian 
on your face. <laughs> oh, boy, you look like you went down on a magic marker. <laughs> ah! Hitler, you look a damn fool. Boy, you should kill yourself. <laughs> Even America's enemies today tried to recruit black people. After the riots in Ferguson, Missouri, ISIS offered to send over soldiers to fight for black people if we joined their caliphate. Now, I won't lie to you. For a moment, the offer from ISIS was tempting. But then I remembered there's no pork in Islam. And while America has its problems, America makes a good-ass spare rib. Yes, she does. Damn right she makes a good spare rib. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Roy Wood Jr., and this has been CP Time. And remember, before the culture and ribs. <laughs> God damn, that's spicy. You can tell me this is spicy. Roy Wood Jr., everyone. We'll be right back. The Daily Show. My guests tonight are the co-creators and co-writers of the critically acclaimed Comedy Central series, The Other Two. Please welcome Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks thank for having you. us. And congratulations on your new show. It's gotten you, some yeah. great reviews, which is not easy to do. I think it's sitting at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Which well, is really good. We check every day, so thank you for telling us. No, I, I <laughs> check every single day. Wow. Thank you so much. But, but, but it really has gotten great reviews. And um, the, the show, for those who haven't seen it, is, is a story of uh, siblings who have a younger sibling who, yeah. is, uh, who becomes internet famous overnight and just becomes famous famous. Yes. Right? How do, you, how do you begin to write the story that really feels like it's based completely on real life? <laughs> um, well, in terms of, like, the YouTube world, we spent a lot of, like, long days diving deep into, yeah. like, true YouTubers. Right. And what their videos look like and what their trajectory looks like and all the yeah. different personas they've occupied. Because they become stars, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. <laughs> but they become, they become, like, moguls. And I, you know what's interesting yeah. about the show is it touches on the idea of, like, the, the disconnect between, like, the old fame people yeah. and, right. and new fame, which is happening in real life. There's, all, there's yeah. a lot of people, like, on TV who are like, oh, those internet kids. Mm -hmm. And the kids are like, I make $5 million yeah. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's so crazy is that the older characters on our show are only 28 and 30, which is not old. Right, right, But right. then compared to a 13-year-old who's like, I'm a billionaire out of nowhere, you yes. feel like you're 100. So that was sort of, that was interesting to us, too, that you can feel very old and washed up, even if that's not true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what I, what I liked about the show is, like, the, the, the story of how you guys put this thing together. Because the two of you wrote together on SNL, right? Yeah. And you wrote many of the sketches that people love, um, uh, and obviously the ones Donald Trump hates as well. <laughs> um, you, you were actually the first openly gay head writer of SNL. Oh, yeah. Sure, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you think it like I, I just it was, outed you or something? It was you're just weird. Like, wow. That was a weird moment. Yeah, like the panic in your eyes was, yeah, like... I was just like, whoa, was I, not, was I not supposed to tell people that? I'm sorry. <laughs> My <laughs> wife is backstage. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what I, what I no, yes, yes. What I find fun about, about this story, <laughs> what I find fun about this true, story is... That true man's panic. <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is you have this character in the show, and, and it is 
like writing authentically for a gamer. It's not like stereotypical, yeah. it's as funny as he would be, it's as funny as the story would be. Was that something that you enjoyed doing? Like, do you infuse yourself into the character or just your yeah. experiences? Yeah, we, we talked a lot about that in the writer's room because we had a lot of gay uh, and queer writers in the writer's room. Right. Basically, the premise is that these older two siblings are gonna seem like they're just jealous of their little brother, uh -huh. but we more like that it really stirred up shit for them, and so they have to deal with real grounded things, even though it's a comedy. Yes. And carry the main character dealing with his sexuality in a very real way, being forced to deal with it, and being forced to be comfortable in his own skin when he maybe isn't because of his little brother was right. funny to us. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I also, I also <laughs> like how this is a story that focuses less on how somebody changes or how their life changes because of fame, uh -huh. and more about how their fame affects everybody in their lives. Yeah. Yes. Which is an interesting angle that you don't really get to see much, because people forget, like, you might become famous, but then people around you are affected by that fame. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we, we set out to write a family show, like, at its core, that's the, those are the stories we wanted to tell, and the fame is kind of just the catalyst for, like Chris was saying, all the stuff that they deal with. But we think the premise definitely makes it feel like it could just be, like, only talking about the fame and only like a pop culture right, satire, right, right. but yeah. that's just kind of like the umbrella we like to play with to put yeah. this, this family up against. Why, why yeah. did you make the show so nice? <laughs> no, 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 because this is something I genuinely enjoyed. I well, won't lie, like, I thought, oh, this is gonna be like one of those cynical shows where like the older siblings are shitting on him and his YouTube world, but it's yeah. actually a great show where it's like, no, it's a family and they love their little brother, yeah, but they're, nice. they're, they're jealous of his fame, but not him, in a way. Yeah. You know, they, they go, we still love you, but it's just weird that you became famous before us. They're also yeah. actors, they're also trying to become famous. Like, why did you choose to create it in that way? It's not a cynical show. We did talk about that, because we thought that would have been the maybe easier way, or the way you would expect, and so we liked that they genuinely loved their little brother, and they were jealous of him, but they're also worried about him, and they're terrified of what the industry's gonna do to him, right. so we liked that the kid isn't the villain but the like entertainment industry, the machine around him is sort of the villain. Right. I don't know. And in some ways it's tougher to be lapped by someone you love. Yeah. If you it's can like, write them if off. If you can write them off and you're like, well, they were an asshole to me, so yes. I don't really care. Yes. But if it's someone that you love and respect and are genuinely happy, happy for, it's like tougher in a, <laughs> it's like, in cool. a different way. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. One of my, one of my favorite um, lines that, that you guys found a way to put in the show was the line <laughs> where the younger brother says, this has been such a tough journey for me. It's been such a long journey. I've been doing this for eight months. <laughs> 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 and you realize how relative time is depending yeah, on what yeah, you've yeah. been doing. But, yeah. but you, got, you got a lot of those lines and those <laughs> feelings from real life. Yeah, well, Case Walker, who plays the kid Chase, his name, their names are very close, which is yes. an accident. Uh, it was Case Walker's first audition ever, and he booked it. And when we met him, I mean, he's so great. And when we met him, he was talking about how he'd been working at this for a while, and he was excited to book the show. And he was like, yeah, when I started doing, you know, music stuff like six months ago, and we both were like, six months ago? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's a lifetime. Truly, it's a lifetime. It, re it yeah. really is for him. Um, the, the, the show is doing really well. You've already gotten picked up for a second season, so congratulations yeah. on that. Excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much for Thanks being on the show. Thank you. Really Thank you. great having you both. Thank you. The other two as Thursdays at 10:30 p.m. on Comedy Central. You're really gonna love it. Chris Kelly, Sarah Schneider, everybody. Thank you so much. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast.